What have you come here with tonight that you need him to meet you right there? Oh God, you are freeing captives then. You are freeing captives now. Oh God, my God, I need you. Thank you, God. You are the same God then and you are the same God now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Welcome to church. I'll just grab the lectern over here. (laughs) So good, so good to be in the house of God. Who's excited to be here? Just a handful of people. That's all right, that's all right. I said, who's excited to be in the house of God? That's right. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I want to add my welcome to the one you've already received. Um, Whether you're in person or online, it's so good to gather together around um, God's word and praise and our worship. So good. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about joy. Who's got joy? Yes. Yeah, some of us have got joy. All right. Who's got joy? Nice. All right. So maybe perhaps we don't know what, perhaps we don't know what joy is. My aim is that, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, by the time we finish tonight, you will understand what joy is. And perhaps you might be able to respond a bit better to what joy is. And if you have it or not. If, you, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Oliver. Welcome. I'm the youth pastor here at Door of Hope. Yes, that's right. That's right. Speaking of uh, youth pastoring, um, if you're part of the youth team, can you stand up? The youth leadership team, can you stand up? Can we encourage these guys for a moment? Can we encourage these guys? Every Friday, these guys turn up and they give 150% in discipling, in mentoring, and leading our youth. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And Toby and I are in the office. Poor Toby. He's sandwiched in the office between Winnie and I. He gets, <laughs> we p- please pray for him. <laughs> it's a blessed space. We're starting a new series tonight called the Winter Warmers. Isn't that appropriate for the weather that we have outside? So, um, <laughs> so appropriate. I hope um, you feel warm. The heaters are on. It's nice in here. I know I've already prayed, but let me pray again before I get into God's word tonight. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you come and do only what you can do. Lord, I pray, God, that I may, de- may I decrease so that you can increase. Lord, I pray, God, that you come and soften hearts right now to receive your word tonight. Father, may none of these words sound eloquent, but, Lord, may I speak only what you've put in my heart and Alicia's heart tonight. Lord, may we experience your joy in this place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Most of us will be familiar with this passage. If you've been around church for a long time, you'll be familiar with this passage that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength, or the joy of the Lord is our strength. Do many of us know where that is from, by the way? No? It's all right, I'll tell you. It's from the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah 8, 12. Nehemiah um, was a governor um, who was sent to Israel, uh, to Jerusalem to help build the wall. I tell you, it has been crumbled. Um, and then the exile started coming back to, um, to Jerusalem. 
And as they were coming back in chapter 8, um, Ezra, who was the high priest, um, we, along with um, Nehemiah and some of the leaders, stood up and started reading the law of the Lord to the people. Some of them were weeping and they were, they were they, you know, they, they were grieving. And then as he kept going on verse 8, um, right at verse 12, so um, verse 12, it says, Nehemiah and the leaders said, do not weep, do not grieve, go eat and celebrate the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's where that, is, that's where that has come from. Now, with that in mind, I would like you to get out. We're going to do some interactive. I would like you to get out your devices. Yes, we like doing devices at church. Um, get your devices. There's going to be Slido. If you've been journeying with us, you will know. We, uh, you should be familiar with Slido. There will be a Slido that will come up with a QR code that will come up. you scan it. And I've got two questions. There are two questions there that I want you to answer tonight. We're not going to spend long tonight. I've got 21 minutes, we might see. Um, if you've got any dinner plans, please cancel them. We might be here till 9 o'clock. <laughs> we might be some 9 o'clock tonight. How are we doing? Yep. Everyone, there we go, there we go. First question, what is the first thing you think of when you hear the word joy? What's the first thing you think of when you hear the word joy? My middle name, joy, okay. Happiness, my aunt smiles, Eleanor, oh yes, Eleanor. Uh, she's <laughs> Pavlova. Okay, smiley face, Christmas, Jesus, awesome, what else, peace, Christmas, love, C.S. Lewis, overflowing, happiness, fun, smiling, Spalding, Joy Spalding, I assume we're referring to there, um, or is it a basketball, I don't know, <laughs> Seth, <laughs> man, there's some interesting one, uh, Carla, Elijah, there's quite a few. In there, uplifting my boss, Ben. I know that's Isaac. <laughs> that's Isaac. Dating. Oh, circumstantial. All right, let's go to the next one. Thank you, guys. Zeke. Man, they still, still come. What brings you joy? What brings you joy? What brings jumping? Family. God, my children, friends, family. Food, the Lord, sleep, my boss, Ben's new haircut. Man, Ben, you are heavily featured in here. <laughs> uh, Baker's Lane, my sister. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few. My boss, Ben, again. Um, Jesus, God. Fulfillment, all of that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for participating in that. So, so good. So with that, with that in mind... And what I started with, let's go and look at the dictionary definition of the word joy. Because most of us, if we don't know, we go, hey, Siri, hey, stop. No, nothing. Uh, <laughs> not, uh, oh, sorry, Siri, no. Anyway, not going to. I went and, and looked at what the word joy means. And the Webster Dictionary gave, gave me this. It says, a feeling of great pleasure... Or happiness, that comes from success, good fortune, or a sense of well-being. I'll read that again. 
A feeling of great pleasure or happiness that comes from success, good fortune, or a sense of well-being. Whenever we gather around God's Word, there are three things, as Paul encouraged Timothy, there are three things that we need to, the Word of God needs to achieve. If you were here on Friday, I would, you would have heard me say this. It's meant to correct, it's meant to challenge, and it's meant to encourage. So tonight, I'm hoping to achieve those three things, perhaps correct your definition of what you think joy has been, and perhaps challenge that thinking, and then the last one, encourage, and this goes for whether you're a believer or you're exploring or whether you're in, in between tonight. That's what I'm hoping. So let's break that down a little bit. You see, that definition, we can clearly see how that is affecting our world today. A feeling of great pleasure, happiness that comes from success, good fortune, and a sense of well-being. We can see how it's impacting our world today. And even some believers... Even sometimes I find myself going with that definition of joy. Are these things wrong to desire? No, they're not. If you were here maybe a couple of months ago, we did a series on desire. It's when those things go unchecked, that's when it becomes a problem. So let's take the first one, great pleasure. Always doing or being part of something that brings you the most excitement. I don't know, maybe some, someone is just going skydiving every day or, I don't know, jumping off a cliff into water. None of those things excite me, by the way. I'm, I have incredible fear of heights, so you will, not, you will not find me doing, like, any height stuff. But what, what do you do that brings you great pleasure? I don't know. That would be an answer that you, you have to answer for yourself. Or the happiness that comes from success. Car, house, the house of your dream. New pair of Jordans. Mm. Uh, <laughs> food, um, maybe the perfect husband, the perfect wife, the perfect kids, maybe a million dollars in the bank as a savings, the holiday house, the corner office, the great, um, you know, status, great success. And then the last one, well-being, free from any kind of sickness, dis disease, stress, anxiety, depression, mental health. All of this sounds great, doesn't it? It sounds wonderful. Who wouldn't want this? That surely brings joy. It surely brings joy. Now, I realize I didn't say it's wrong. I just have one big question about this definition. And here it is. It's this. What happens when you fall sick? Lose your dream job. Perhaps a death, in the death of a loved one in your family. Can you still have joy in spite of all of this? Well, to, to help me answer this, um, I've invited my wife tonight. Yeah, you get two for one tonight. I've invited my wife, mother of, uh, mother of my uh, six children. Yes, I did say six. Um, six children, and she's the love of my life, Alicia Mensah. Okay, I'm just going to read it from this because I'm not great at public speaking. <laughs> so six years ago, we experienced the loss of our fifth child. I was 16 weeks pregnant when my body went into spontaneous labour and there was nothing that could be done to save our precious baby. The grief that came during this and after it was heartbreaking. I wanted to set up camp in my pain as I couldn't see a way out. The only way I could gather any strength 
was turning, to, turning my eyes to God, looking up to him to give me strength. Little by little, I began to heal, but every day it had to be a choice. When I cast my eyes to God, I found myself finding joy in the smallest things. Oliver hugging me when I cried so I knew I wasn't alone in my pain. Looking at my children and seeing the blessing that each one of them are. Friends coming around and just sitting me with, sitting with me in my grief. Some would come with a meal and some would take my other children out for a while to give me a break and them a break. <clears throat> it was in these little things that I was able to see sparks of joy and light in the darkness. Happiness is fleeting. Joy comes from deep within and it is a choice. Sometimes it is easier to sit with your pain and maybe for a season that is what you need. But you can't live there forever. There comes a time to get up, dust yourself off, stand strong and choose to cast your eyes onto our Heavenly Father who will give you the strength to carry on. Well, when Alicia started that story, it's not what you thought that we'll be talking about when it comes to joy, is it? But yet we hear Alicia said, even through that pain, even through the loss, she was still able to find glimpses of joy in it. By that definition, by the definition that I read before, good fortune that was not a good fortune for us was it see the issue I have with the above definition it's only referring to our material world and the picture it represents at all times that we should try and avoid any pain sickness loss and poverty I get it no one no one want this in their lives going by the Webster dictionary of joy most of Africa, where I, where I was born and grew up, most of Asia, most of Latin America, most parts of Australia, America, most part of the world would never, ever experience joy, going by the definition. Because some of this part would not know what perhaps we mean by great success, what it means by good fortune. By well-being. But yet the evidence, the evidence suggests that's not the case. Have you ever spoken to someone who has come back from mission trip overseas in one of these countries? They're like, man, those guys were full of joy. They were so full of joy. They had so little and they were so full of joy. And I can speak into this. As I've already said, I wasn't born here in Australia. I was, for those of you who've heard this story a thousandth time, it is my testimony. So I would, whenever I have the opportunity, I will share it. You see, I was born into, you know, a, a loving Christian home. Um, my mom and dad got married really early at 18 and 19, and they had, they had me. My mom had me when she just turned 19. And then all of a sudden, as life kept going, Sierra Leone, where I was born, descended into a really bad civil war. Really bad civil war. 
By the time I was 10, my mom and dad had already split up. From the very beginning, my, mom, my dad's side of the family, so my dad moved from Ghana to Sierra Leone to study. My dad's family never wanted him to marry my mom. By the time I was 10, their marriage was no longer. So my mom was left to raise four kids on her own. Whilst trying to, um, whilst trying to do a career in, journal, in journalism, political journalism. During the Civil War, our family got scattered everywhere. All of a sudden, a 10-year-old boy was in charge of looking after and taking care and providing and protecting his siblings. Where is the sense of well-being in that? Where is the sense of joy in that? I remember one night I had to... I had to protect my siblings under a bed because there's some, some people who had come to wrestle through the house to, to try and find us. And I had to protect my, my siblings under the bed and so they would be quiet so that they will not be found. What about moving from country to country? From Syria, uh, when, when we left Sierra Leone, I remember we were smuggled out in the middle of the night so that um, people would not see who we are and perhaps kidnap us and who knows what would have happened to us. But you know what? Before that, my grandmother instilled in us to say that, to say th- to, um, you know, that this deep Christian faith. Through all of this, that was what that kept us going. And what about the time where my mom, while she was in prison, gave birth and my little sister had to, um, came, was brought to us at home and I watched my little sister die because she was malnourished. Where was the sense of good fortune in that? Or the fact that I lived in and out of refugee camp for five years. But yet, if you ask me, if I have joy at that time, I would say, absolutely, I have joy. I have joy. In my, in my reading for, for this message, in preparing for this message, I came across this quote from Martin Lloyd-Jones. It says, joy is a perpetual gladness of the heart. That comes from knowing, experiencing, and trusting Jesus. Joy, in other words, is the response and the reaction of the soul to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Joy is choosing to respond to external circumstance with an inner contentment and satisfaction. Because we know that God will use these experiences to accomplish his work in us. If you have your Bible with you, I would like you to turn to James Chapter 4. So where does joy come from in my life? All th- that I've been through all of it. It says in James, chapter, in James chapter 1, sorry. It says this. Consider it pure joy, my, bro- my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. I mean, it's so countercultural, isn't it? When you face trials of many kinds, not one, not two, several, consider it pure joy. 
Because you know that the testing of your faith de- develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. You see, I've used this analogy before. Before we can get diamond, before you can get that diamond in your ring, when it comes out of the mine, it's not something you want to look at. It's not look, it doesn't look beautiful. But when it goes through the refinery, the pressure, the cutting and taking away, that's when you have that beautiful thing that goes in your ring or in your, ne- in your necklace. Consider it pure joy. So what are you going through tonight? You might like, I don't have joy. So how did, I, how did I find joy in all of this? Well, it's got to do with where my focus was. It's got to do with my, like we've heard, I didn't, we didn't, sort of, we, we realize, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying be naive about what's happening around you and just be happy. We were well aware of what was happening, but our inner Our inner response was the one that determined how we respond to the external. Because it's so easy to look at the external and let it affect our internal, our focus. There are two things that I just want to quickly talk about. From James uh, 1, 2 to 4, he says, the first one, trials will come. Whether you like it or not, trials will come. You're perhaps in the middle of one at the moment. They will come. But as we have just read, we are told to consider it pure joy. Not any kind of joy, but pure joy when we face trials. What would the writer of James say this? When verse 3 says, because we've been refined. God is molding us. Am I saying that God brings it all? I'm not saying that. I'm not suggesting that. Let's go to the book of Job for a moment. Job, after he's gone through all that he was going through, he found he was sitting down. He was, ooh, there we go. He was sitting down. And his friends have said all these things to him. And he stood up in the midst of his grief and all that he got. And he says, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can you say that in the middle of whatever he's going through? The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, I didn't choose to be caught up in the war. I didn't choose to, we didn't choose to lose a baby. I didn't choose to live in a refugee camp. You didn't choose that disease, that sickness, that broken marriage, that broken home, that annoying person at school or university or at work, that cancer, that anxiety, that depression, that mental health. But what I'm saying is you're in... What, the way you respond to those external factors is to what's going on on the inside. You see, sometimes the trial might last for a while. Like I said, you're probably going through, probably years now you're going through it. Why me? Why me? Why me? Psalm 30 verse 5 says that the weeping may last in the night. Joy comes in the morning. You see, it's got to do with our focus. It's got to do with where our focus is. So how, how do we go about it? Well, the first one is we've got to know who Jesus is. You've got to know who he is. In Isaiah 53, it's in Isaiah 53, Uh, Verse 3 to 5, he says, he took upon himself our iniquities. He bore all of this 
so that you and I don't have to respond to external for the same way as what the world wants us to. Let our response to what is happening externally be different. We've got to know who he is. We've got to understand the message of the cross. You see, I've brought this here. I'll ask Alicia to come and help me for a second. Where's my bucket? Thank you. You see, we didn't practice this, so we'll see how we go. You see, for us, for many of us, this is our, this is our circumstances. We're looking at it. We can't see through it. We're making the, uh, we've, this is it. Whatever it is for you. This is what we are looking at at a moment. We just can't see a way through. Our focus, we just, we try, we can't see our way through. Jesus is saying, God is saying, come to me. Let me fill you with my joy. We take his word. We read his word every day. We get on our knees. We pray every day. We get on our, we worship through it all. And all of a sudden, as we start doing that, as we start doing that, we start seeing clearly, it won't be perfect. We will still have things, but all of a sudden we're seeing clearly. We start seeing clearly through what Jesus has done for us on the cross. So my question to you tonight, how is your joy? What is the focus? Because whatever is the focus is stealing, can steal our joy. Whatever is the focus can steal our joy. I'll invite the team up. Would you worship God through it, through the pain, through the suffering? Would you worship through it? Ben this morning spoke about um, uh, Hannah who was praying through, through it. She was praying. She goes, God, please hear me. Hear me. Over and over again in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, we see people praising God. Some of them praising God in advance even though they haven't seen it yet. They didn't, even though they, they have a realistic view of what is happening in front of them, they're like, I'm going to choose to praise. I'm going to choose to worship. Whatever our focus is, is where our joy is going to be. Church, do you have joy? Do you have joy? Our joy can only come through Jesus, His death, His resurrection. There's, we're going to do this song. I'm going to be at the front and I'm going, to, I'm going to invite some of our prayer team and some of our leaders. If you need prayer for joy during this time, this is a time for you to respond to God.
when you ask he will come he will meet you the reason why i can get up every morning and do what i do is not on my own strength i should be the one who should be laying on the ground and just not be able to get up not be able to be able to be a father to my kids not be able to be a good husband because someone didn't show me how to do it i don't do it on my own strength but i do it with a community and through the power of the holy spirit so church do you have joy and if you don't during this song i invite you to come and see one of us as we pray maybe it's a person next to you you might want to ask them to pray so that whatever you're making the focus you can start seeing god through it